Welcome to the Form Guide, inspiring conversations about mental health and well-being. This week's guest is Fung, CEO and founder of Matchable, and we're going to be talking about volunteering and helping others. Thank you for listening. So, Fung, welcome to the Form Guide. Thank you for sort of jigging along and dancing with me to Rick Astley for quite some time there as I try to get the LinkedIn Live to work. Um, how are you today? I can thank you. I um I thought I thought we could just spend the hour doing that, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always have problems with LinkedIn Live, and I still can't see if it's working or not. But I'm I'm assuming that it is. Um, I'm assuming that it is, but I can't sort of get the live feed up. So we're gonna we're gonna pretend it is, um, but we won't be able to engage with uh, anyone on it because I can't see them. But that's no problem because we're we're recording and you know we're together here. So, um, thank you for joining us. You are the founder and CEO of Matchable. Um, which is all around um, you know, matching people, uh, volunteers to, to projects, and I'm keen to hear so much uh, more about that. Um, and, and I guess, you know, helping others is one of the core pillars of our well-being, and it's not that widely known, actually, that doing good is good for our own well-being, so keen to, uh, keen to explore that as well. So um, thank you for joining us. The first question I always ask is, is how are you today out of 10? So I'm a seven out of 10. Actually been on really good form uh, recently, Fung. I um, have been exercising again for the first time in about nine months with my challenges of long COVID and touch wood, fingers crossed and all of that good stuff. I'm, I'm not triggering the symptoms. So yeah, feeling pretty good. A little bit tired today. Sleep was okay, but could have been better, but generally good form. What about you? What's your score out of 10? Um, I'm probably a seven or an eight, so I'd give it a 7.5. I've also been exercising recently, uh, which has been great. But yeah, just feeling, feeling super positive today. So brilliant brilliant sounds good um and, and what, what sort of exercise is, is good for you what do you like to do to, to to keep well and keep fit um i um so it might be a bit niche um, i don't know but i go i go to um a uh, fitness studio called one rebel and they have this incredible spinning studio okay <laughs> um which is like being in ibiza um and they have just reopened that properly um but it's an amazing experience um and yeah, I mean, that's uh, kind of my my escape, really. Brilliant, brilliant. So you got the banging tunes. Do they have live DJs as well? It, yes, actually, I'm going to one of the live DJs tonight. Um, yeah, they have the beat drop. So I could go on for on like on about it for a long time. So we probably shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, I love it. Um, and what what would a perfect ten day look like for you, Fung? Um, You know, if everything was aligned, and um, you know, what would that what would occur in that day for you? Um, if I'm honest, it. it it's not a um, probably not a particular day like that. It looks like it's more kind of a, a, a mental state. Um, so I think a perfect ten day for me um, is kind of waking up and feeling grateful for a lot of things. So like just feeling balanced and grateful um, for family and friends, um, not having any kind of big hiccups happening. So everything in terms of like work and life is balanced, and then everything else is kind of a bonus, you know, like the good food. Um, I'm a big fan of brunch, so that's yeah. like a top up, um, but it would bring it like to 10.5, if that makes sense, um, or like being on holiday. Um, but a lot of it is very much just about, um, you know, being happy myself. 
Yeah, I love that. And I, I love that starting the day with gratitude and, and and obviously gratitude is such an important component of, of us being well and, and staying grounded and um, great that, that that forms part of your perfect 10 day. Um, so thank you for sharing. And we're going to do the quick fire round, which we haven't asked you to prepare for. Um, so this is all around if mental health were a something, what would that something be? Um, so, um, yeah, take your time. It can be the first thing that comes into your head or feel free to reflect. Um, so if mental health phone were an animal, what animal would it be for you? Um, the first thing that came into my mind was a tiger, which is really actually quite <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> well, I think, you know, that could be valid, right? Our mental health can be a bit spiky at times, can't it? Exactly. I think it's one of those things that if you treat it well, then it can look amazing and be amazing and very calm and like really fun but with yeah. a bit like a kind of you know um uh spicy side i suppose um <laughs> but then yeah and if you don't treat it well then it can lash out and that's yeah. what happens yeah i like that and i think for me there's something around you know the camouflage of the tiger as well they can be quite hard to see it can be quite hard to connect with but they you know it's always there kind of thing you know skulking around um very good I like that the mental health tiger um, so if mental health were a colour, what colour springs to mind for you, Fung? Um, blue today, but I think maybe very much influenced by your background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no particular reason. I would not like to think it was red. Um, it can be quite aggressive, but yeah, something kind of calming. Um, yeah, cal calming and blue. And yeah, for me, I, I'm, I'm the same. And, and uh, all of our high scores on, on through to 10 on form score is blue and representing really the blue sky that is often hidden behind the dark clouds. Um, certainly looking outside of my window today, there's plenty of clouds around. Um, but, you know, we know there is blue sky behind it. Um, very good. Um, if mental health were a song um, or a piece of music, what would it be? Oh my god. Um, it's a tough one. I know it's a tough one. <laughs> um it would really depend on where my mental health was on that day. Because you could have like the typical kind of like walking on sunshine kind of um, extreme. Um and then the other song that comes to mind, which actually makes no sense at all, um, is like Don't You Want Me Baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Um Probably just kind of one of those more like, oh, I feel a bit sad um, kind of songs. Yeah, and I think sometimes, you know, sad songs or songs that connect with us when, when we're feeling low can be quite a good representation. Um, you know, others um, that I, I know some some people that have gone through particular challenges with their mental health can have a recovery song that, that that's when they were coming out of it. And I, I often select music that's like that. I'm sort of coming out of a, a turbulent time and there's a piece of music that, that represents that, which is quite cool. Um, very good, I'm liking these. So, um, you know, hopefully the world is opening up soon and we can start to go and visit places again. But if mental health were a holiday destination, what, what would it be? Oh, wow. Um, oh, so many places. One of the places that I've been to that I actually really want to um, go, and, go and work from again now that we can work remotely um, is LA. And yeah. I think I have this very um, kind of... Uh, it's real, but it's also um, a bit of a dreamy image of um, kind of like sitting on the beach, a bit like, you know, the Baywatch beach, yes. <laughs> having your laptop there, but also being able to go for a run, you know, um, in the morning. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably my... Um, my happy place yeah um I, I think that's great and uh, la being such a a city of differences as well like, again like 
like how mental health could be is very changeable um, and get different experiences on different days there, I'm sure. Um, okay, these are great. These are really good. So if mental health were a sound, um, what would it be? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, sorry, this is the only, the first thing that's come into my mind. Um, but one of, the, one of the times I've actually felt the most stressed um, was when someone put a countdown clock on at the back um, when I was um, in the background when I was pitching. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and I think for me, like, for some reason, like, the, the mental health aspect of that was just, um, yeah, it's not, not necessarily a good memory, but it's also, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a challenge. Um, it was a bit of a challenge as well, but it's a little bit traumatic. If I'm yeah. I can I can well imagine. So you could actually hear the TikTok sound of this clock as well as yeah. seeing the countdown. Yeah, and when the in the thirty like the last few seconds it would go do 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 do. Or like a proper 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 like countdown. Pitching matchable like trying to get the last two words in. It was horrific. How how long did you get for the pitch? What was the length of time? It was a minute, I think. Wow, yeah, it's really yeah. tough to it's really tough to pitch a concept in 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 that length of time, isn't it? I've done a few with form score where I've where there've been three minutes, and you can do quite a lot in three minutes. But one minute is you've got to really narrow down on kind of what you're all about, right? Exactly. It's so hard to get it to those times. So so hard. Yeah. So the tick tock of the clock. Um, okay. Final one. Um, if mental health were a food, I think I missed that one out on the way. <laughs> Oh my god, this is so many foods. I don't know, my go-to food is usually a donut, but I have no idea why. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. The mental health donut, I like it. And it has a hole in the middle. Exactly. It's kind of it's it's you know, it looks great on the surface, but then there's something missing in the middle. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, we're working on that. And you know, kind of it, it's it's not necessarily good for you at uh, but it is very, very pleasurable, right? At times. So yeah, very good. So um I'm going to stitch all this together. You know, we're kind of um, we're, we're sitting um, on the on a beach in LA. Um, you know, and we're seeing you know a tiger just grad, you know, just 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 skulk past. You know, kind of minding its own business and you know ignoring everybody, uh, blending into the the sound of the beach. Um, there's an amazing blue sky uh, going on there, and we can hear um, from somebody's stereo. I got you, babe, playing around, um, and um, you know we're. Um, we can hear the sound of, of the top clicking, but um, it's actually, uh, it's okay because we've got plenty of time and, you know, there's no pressure on us there. So we're aware of this clock, but we know we can be very much in that, in that moment. So that's the image I'll put together there. Um, thank you for doing that. Bit of fun. Uh, get us going. So we're going to talk today uh, about helping others. And it's obviously at the core of, of, of Matchable and what you do. And as I mentioned, I don't think it's that widely known that the doing good and helping others is good for our own well-being. Um, there's been lots of studies around, you know, the benefits of meaningful activity, the intersection with purpose, um, how we can facilitate connections while we're doing it. And then specifically the acts of giving and kindness. Um, and I'm sure you're aware of the great research on, on volunteering and our well-being. Um, you know, plus also things like you know, how we interact with the nature and the environment. And it was Mental Health Awareness Week last week with um, connecting with nature being uh, the theme. But actually, you know, if we're doing good for the environment, um, that can you know, give us a sense of well-being individually as well. So, um, yeah, really keen to explore some of these themes with you. But um, tell us why you kind of founded Matchable and where did that idea come from? 
Yeah. Um, so my sales guy, Sam, is going to kill me for saying this, but because um, <laughs> we, we have various um, versions of the founder story, yeah. depending on who we're speaking to. Um, they're all true. They're just different angles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matchable itself actually um, wasn't my idea. So it was a, um, it came out of an incubator called the Good Lab, which was a collaboration between the eight um, of the innovation teams at um, the UK's largest charities. So they included the Red Cross and the ISPCA and WaterAid and their innovation teams coming together together to think up startup ideas that would solve some of their collective problems Mm -hmm. as charities. And one of the um, kind of problems they had come up against was in the volunteering space where, um, you know, they were saying it's great that teams at companies want to come and help us, you know, plant trees and like weed our gardens and paint fences. But actually, um, you know, what we really need and what would be most impactful for us would be if they could use, you know, the amazing skills they have to help us in like digital marketing or project management or anything else. Um, so they had actually tested this idea for Matchable um, around volunteering, skills-based um, volunteering, and they thought it was a viable business idea. So um, they actually had put an ad out for a founder, um, and that's when I applied and I, I got the job. Um, and the reason I had applied was I was actually previously um, at a big company for 13 years. Um, I had um, reached a point where I was actually on sabbatical um, because I had realized that what I was doing day to day just wasn't for me. Yep. Um, and I had always had this interest in startups um, on the side. I had a side hustle called Suits and Startups, trying to bring together people in the city and founders. And I found founders so inspiring. Um, and I, I was kind of looking for a founder role. And when I saw this opportunity, um, the biggest thing that really kind of resonated with me was that if I had had the opportunity to do a project like a matchable project while I was, you know, working um, at this big company, I probably would have stayed longer. I would have been a lot happier. Um, And I feel like it would have helped me find my purpose. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's when I applied and I got the role in uh, 2019. Fantastic. And what a great, what a great story. And, and um, had you got an interest in, in kind of volunteering, is that something that you, you know, through your time um, in large corporate that, that you, you were involved in and could you see that this as a, as a need for, for, for something like Matchable? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had been involved in volunteering, but it was all very structured, like in um, kind of a very company way. So um, often companies pick a charity that they want to support and then everyone kind of like runs a race that they, you know, want to fundraise for or, you know, that kind of thing. And I had done that kind of um, sort of charity stuff, Um, but there wasn't ever any um, sort of opportunity to do something that really resonated with me, if that makes sense. And I think that's why... Um, you know, the, that's the beauty of what we do at Matchable. You know, everyone picks the causes they care about. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And, and I can see that I remember um, when I used to work in the recruitment sector, I went up to the Midlands and we were, we were picking up litter, which was a valid thing to do. And we were, we were picking up litter around these towers that were, were actually the inspiration for Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, the two towers up in the Midlands. So I remember thinking I was sort of cleaning up in, in Middle Earth. But actually, <laughs> actually, you know, the idea of using your skill set that you honed professionally to 
to to help projects or organizations or people um that that, that have a need particularly in the space of doing good i think it's 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 a it's an obvious thing. It's an obvious concept, isn't it? And it's it's surprising it's taken something like Matchable and some time for us to get to to be able to do this. So tell us a bit more about Matchable and how it works. Yeah, so um, we're a B2B platform. Uh, what we do is we specialize in matching companies and their employees with really unique skilled volunteering projects at nonprofits. So that includes charities and social enterprises, but also at Tech for Good. So any kind of impact startups that are really doing something at the forefront of, um, you know, social impact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what we do. And what sort of, what, I guess there's no such thing as a typical project, but can you give us a flavor of what, what sort of projects that, that would be? Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many. Um, so, so the, a couple of the ones that I really love, um, one of the organizations that we work with is a social enterprise called Choco for Peace. And what they do is they help Colombian farmers who are kind of disadvantaged and actually usually I'm kind of growing drugs really, um, reskill as um, cocoa farmers. Um, and they use blockchain to make sure that they get properly um, remunerated um, yeah. as part of that. Uh, so we've got, we've had quite a few projects with them and matched them with quite a few volunteers on everything ranging from kind of like ops to digital marketing, etc. But really innovative and exciting um, yeah. social enterprise. Um, another one that's um, I love and kind of in the mental health space as well is an organization we work for um, that we help find volunteers for called Bounceworks. And um, they were a collaboration between a psychologist and a, um, and a techie. Yeah. And what they wanted to do was create a virtual world um, using augmented reality that would help children deal with grief. Right. So they developed this game called A Part of Me, um, which kind of um, gamifies, but also helps um, you know, children um, deal with a lot of the things, especially during COVID that are happening. Yeah. Um, and we've matched them to a whole bunch of volunteers. They, during COVID, they actually expanded globally because um, you know, uh, grief was so prevalent across the world. And, um, and they got named like Apple's um, you know, top app for goods. Like it's amazing just seeing yeah. these organizations um, through the journey as well. Fantastic! What great! Uh, what well! What a great idea! But it must must give you a sense of reward as well as contributing to the success and the development of, of projects like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's an incredible feeling, actually, um, just hearing from volunteers um, who have found projects through the platform, um, hearing from the impact organizations that we help. We get, we always get these really wonderful, wonderful <laughs> notes. Um, but the things that also are like really rewarding are when you find, um, when you find matches that actually just aren't obvious. So we had one person who was a volunteer who, um, who was actually working um, as his day job at a FinTech, um, but actually on the side had this massive passion for music and music yeah. production. And he went onto the platform and found this project with um, an organization called Girls to the Front, which is actually looking to promote um, women um, in the music industry, because actually only 20% of um, recording artists are women, it turns out. Yeah. Um, and it's those kinds of things where, you know, it's not something that would be obvious from his skill set or his LinkedIn, but it was something that he was so passionate about. And, you know, it's those kinds of, um, you know, matches and stories we love to hear. Yeah, brilliant. And 
at the top, I talked about sort of helping others being a strong pillar of well-being. And, um, you know, I, in, in my work as a campaigner and the sort of keynotes that I do, and indeed the work with Formscore, I get, you know, that strong sense of, of satisfaction and, um, you know, boost to my own well-being. I can relate to that personally. Um, do, do you, in the feedback that you get from volunteers, do you um, do you get a sense that it's helping them with with you know with their well-being? Do you ever get any direct feedback on that? What's your what are your what's your take on all that? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, we get a whole range of things. I mean, um, one of the one of the ladies we matched, um, a lady called Anisha, was um, she was quite a um, kind of sort of junior to middle management at um at an organization that does digital kind of digital marketing um and we matched her with a um a charity called scenario which looks to reintegrate refugees into the community through the arts and the project that she ended up doing was a little bit outside of her comfort zone so but she was actually move, looking to move into that area yeah and um and when she finished that project she wrote us this great feedback that she she said, you know, this project really pushed me outside of my comfort zone and actually helped me deal with this imposter syndrome that I've been feeling. Yeah. Um, because it gave me the confidence that I could do, you know, um, something that I don't do in my usual kind of day to day. Yeah. Uh, and that's always it's it's really lovely to hear. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's really interesting, isn't it? In 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 that that can projects like this can actually help then make ensure you go back to the workplace as a, as a more rounded professional or have dealt with some things that might have been troubling you and it, it's 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 a bit sad this one that you know because we, we collect data with form score and you can you know put your as you know you can put your score in and then tag what's driving it mm. um and we consistently see one of the most negative drivers of form score is work um and you know that can often be due to pressure or to the relationship with the boss but I think sometimes it can be to, due to kind of a lack of meaning in work um, or something missing. And what I'm hearing is that there's this great opportunity to go and combine your skill set in occasions with things that you're passionate about and actually try and fulfill that gap, really. And then, you know, maybe the day job doesn't seem quite as onerous as it, as it can do because you've got this sense of purpose that you've, you've worked on on different projects. Would, I mean, I'm sure you would agree, but <laughs> do, do you, again, is that part of the sort of um, the, the kind of the appeal of Matchable or the USP of Matchable? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think our strapline, obviously, our website has been through many iterations, like yeah. any startup. Um, but the original kind of vision, and it still is, um, is really to embed um, doing good and finding that purpose into um, you know business as usual, actually, for any company. So I really believe, especially, um, you know, my background is kind of in um, sort of services and like financial services, but um, we used to work on a project basis. So a project that, um, you know, you work on that generates lots of revenue for the company, um, which is obviously what you prioritize usually, um, should be just as important as working on a project that's for good and for impact and that helps kind of, um, you know, save lives or, uh, and I think, you know, the, the future of what a business should look like should really be like profit and purpose. Um, mm. And I think, you know, that's the way hopefully the world is going. But I also think eventually companies that are just for profit will start to lose out on talent, on customers um, as a result of not, not doing that. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right, actually. And, and it, it does come to the heart of what, what are the purpose of our corporations? And I think we are seeing a shift, aren't we, that it's not just about profit and return of shareholder value. I think the pandemic will show us that employees want more from employers than that. Um, we've seen the 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 trend or the movement of creating more purpose in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think people you know, don't want to work for employers typically that are harming the environment, that are not having a positive social impact and that are not caring for the well-being of, of, of their greatest asset, which is, is their people. Um, and, and you're obviously walking the walk on this because you're a B Corp, aren't you? You've got B Corp status. And, and to, I'm really interested because I, 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 it's on my agenda to get that done for, for mm. form score. But talk me through your thinking behind that, because uh, yeah, it's not easy as a startup to, um, you know, to do that, is it? Um, and, and, and what was that process like for you? Yeah, I mean, um... B Corp was always something that was kind of in our sights. Um, so I did, to be honest, it did take a while to get it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it probably took like six to eight months um, just working through the process. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, B Corps are, it's kind of the gold standard, isn't it, in certification of companies that really do um, believe in blending purpose with profit. So they have those companies like Patagonia and Ben and & Jerry's and Ellis Kitchen all on there. Um, the process was was interesting. I mean, in a way, because we were a small organization and because we are kind of more service-based, we don't create um, a product. Yeah. Uh, things like supply chain, et cetera, verification are a lot easier. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of um, go through an assessment from an environmental, like community, like um, uh, perspective everything around your culture is tested and your people, how you treat your people. It's like a very kind of 360 degree assessment. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then you kind of get a bit probed um, on it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you end up with a score and you have to score over 80 in order to get certified. Um, our score was 108, which was really cool actually for um, a first time certification. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, it's it's been an amazing, um, amazing journey, actually, also being part of the B Corp community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely something that I think is, is important. Um, I'd like to talk to you about you as a founder a little bit, actually, because you've got on that journey of being a founder and, and um, you know, I think there are certain pressures when you're, you know, very passionate about developing a startup and you know, wearing all of the different hats as you're building it up. What, what has your journey as a founder been like? And um, from the lens of your own well-being and, and, and self-care, actually, how has that journey been for you over the last few years? Fing? Yeah, um, it's been really interesting, actually. Um, just to kind of rewind a little bit um, to before that, uh, the reason I left my job when I was in big corporate was actually because I started having, um, well, one of the reasons was because I actually started having panic attacks and attacks. Um, And I realized at the time, um, it was really, it was actually really debilitating from a mental health and a physical um, health perspective. Because I think up until that point, I was always thought of myself as being able to deal with everything or anything that got yeah. thrown at me. And, um, and when um, I started to get these panic attacks, it really threw me because it was something that manifested physically that was kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of linked to my mental health, but that I wasn't yeah. so aware of. 
So I did a lot of self-reflection at the time. And I realized the reason that I was having these attacks was because um, what I was doing day to day just didn't align with my values and what I believe yep. in. Um, and so I then took this sabbatical where I tried to kind of find um, find the thing that really mattered to me so that I could kind of get better as well. And that's when I found Matchable. Yeah. Um, and so I have to say, although the founder journey has been really tough, I mean, the first... Um, the first year I was basically alone, um, and yeah. that in itself is quite um, probably related. It's, it's kind of it's it's um, it's very lonely, yeah. <laughs> but also like just kind of a bit weird um, coming from an organisation of like twenty thousand people to being by yourself with no structure. Yeah. Um, sometimes you know you just wake up in the morning and like, so what should I do today? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, going from that um, to uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's tough, but I have to say even on the, my hardest, worst day as a founder, I've never had another panic attack or an anxiety attack. And I think that's very much because what I do now is so much in line with what I, I believe in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. And, and I have this conversation a lot because I, I, um, as, as you know, I experience bipolar and I'll have my you know, periods of hypermania, I'll have my periods of depression. And whilst I've definitely you know, we'll still get those those highs and those lows. The incidences and the magnitude of them are much diminished since I've found my sense of purpose as a campaigner. And with the Inside Out leaderboard, where we've got, you know, 110 role models who have uh, have come out about their story, um, many of them will say that, that actually uh, the, the fact that they're being open for one is um, it diminishes the, the, the incidence of that mental health challenge. But those that are very purpose-driven and have found that sense of purpose since being open, e- even more so. Um, and it's really interesting. And I think it's, I dare say, it's underestimated the impact of not having meaningful activity in our lives on, on our mental well-being. Um, and, and you're, a, a, I mean, thank you so much for sharing your your personal story and journey with that. But I think it's um, it's inspiring to see that actually you haven't had a single panic attack, even though you've probably been working uh, more stressfully than you've worked in your career to get a startup off the ground. Yeah, um, well, thank you. That was very kind. Um, yeah, I think it, it is like the stakes are a lot higher, obviously, um, kind of with the company, there's a lot more people who depend on me um, now than before, yeah. um, literally to uh, to pay their salaries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think one of the things that's been really nice, actually, is to be able to found a company and build it from the ground up based on your values and actually yeah. the common values of the people who now work at Matchable. Um, and one of the things that we really, really value as an organization is mental health. So we have um, SPILL, um, access to SPILL, which is, um, as you probably know, you know, access to therapists, et cetera, yeah. um, which is amazing. Um, we're very open about how we're feeling as well. Um, assuming, you know, we've used former school, yeah. um, but I would never want someone to come into work um, feeling down on a day but then trying to hide it like I would much rather people be open and um, as a result of that we are all very open and if people need to take a mental health day or you know people are just feeling a bit low um, you know it's 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 much better for them to share that and yeah. you know for everyone to kind of lift them up rather than 
trying to hide it and pretend everything's fine. I think you're right. I think the power of, of that challenge over you is diminished if you can be open about it. Um, and yeah, for years I hid my challenges and um, only since I've been open do, is, have those challenges become much more easy to, to manage. Um, and, and you can be supported. There's some great examples I've seen of you know, bosses supporting those that work for them, the, those people supporting their bosses, and, and you know, it rolls on. It's this culture of care that we can create. So great to see you're doing that. Um, and I, I was going to ask you, because I didn't know your backstory about panic attacks, so, so thank you for sharing again. Um, but, you know, you are... I know you support a number of uh, startups in the mental health space. You know, we're, we're certainly keen to do more with you and you've supported, you know, Better Space and, and Ash Day and a few others that you've mentioned. Yeah. Does that come from your, your sort of personal experiences and, and, and your, your view on mental health? You know, is that, is that why you, 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 you kind of have done a good number of projects in that space? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, kind of having experienced that, that kind of, um, just that feeling, it's, it really, um, and I said it before, but it really threw me, um, mm. to be honest. Uh, and it did make me kind of spiral quite a lot. There was a lot of self-reflection, which is never nice. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I just, as a result of that, I think I, I would never want anyone else to feel like that. And I think it's made me a lot more aware um, of, you know, how other people are feeling a bit more um, kind of, uh, you know, I just like look out for signs when other people might be going through that as well. Yeah. And you want to create an environment where no one ever has to feel like that because it's just not, it's not healthy. Um, so in the same way, you know, you would never, I guess with, even with, when I look at my, um, my team, you know, I want them to be doing what, they love and if if at any point um you know they feel like what they're doing is not for them then but you know something else is that's i would much rather they go and do that and be happy than kind of stay and be unhappy if that makes sense so it's kind of all of those things coming together yeah um really important and as a result of that um we do yeah exactly support a whole bunch of mental health um, impact startups and charities so that I could go on about so many of them um, so many of them as well and the kind of um, sort of men's um, mental health in particular yep. um, suicide um, trying to reduce suicide rates um, so like tracing the stigma and, yep. um, yeah all, all of those guys are, are, are doing incredible work yeah, yeah. There's some uh, there's some great people doing great things out there, and it's it's wonderful to see that you you and your volunteers can uh, can support them. Um, I also noticed uh, that you're um, uh, signed up to something called the Founders Pledge. Um, can you can you talk us through what 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 that's all about? Yeah, um, the Founders Pledge is an awesome initiative. Actually, it was um, kind of started by the team behind like Founders Factory and yeah. the Brent Hoberman kind of um, sort of. Uh, you know, collection of different things. Um, and and my founders pledge, so the whole idea behind it is that founders of companies that are like large and small can commit to um, giving back part of their proceeds on an exit to charity. So yep. you pledge to kind of give that back. Um, so my founders pledge is to give back 20% of anything I, I receive um, if when actual exits um, to uh, 
partly actually to the charities that um, helped found that group. Yeah. As part of the, um, the um, at the Good Lab, but also any others that I kind of, you know, um, would like to give back to at the time. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you know, you are definitely, as I said earlier, walking, you know, walking the walk as well as talking the talk, which is great, great to see. So um, just looking at, at, at the kind of the mechanics of, of, of Matchable, what do you need more of? Is it, is it more volunteers? Is it more projects? Uh, is it or is it both? <laughs> How does it work? <laughs> um everything everything um yeah we um we've had an amazing uh few months actually so we've launched at um a couple of really big organizations so we now have kind of 5,000 6,000 employees who are um you know who have access to matchable which um, to be honest I still kind of pinch myself most of the time um but that's been amazing but we always always love onboarding um new companies and launching with them and just seeing what kind of matches we can make yeah um and yeah and on the other side I mean um you know it's free to list any project um from a uh an impact organization perspective so we're super keen to get any um, kind of tech for goods or charities or social enterprise enterprises, um, you know, submitting projects as yeah. well. Yeah, brilliant. Well, great to great to see uh, see your success. So, um, we'll we'll put um, all the website links in in the uh, in the show notes so we can uh, people can see that and um, you know, follow up with it. But it's such a great uh, idea, such a great service. Um, so, thank you for uh, for building it. Um, I always like to ask guests this, we're trying to compile a um, kind of curate a library of golden nuggets on well-being, pieces of wisdom that you're you know, happy to share. So what would be the one bit of wisdom from that you would be uh, happy to share about managing well-being? Um, I think for me, it is very much um, kind of what we were discussing before. Uh, being grateful um, is always really good. Being grateful for what you have and also being living a life that is in line with what you believe in is really important. I think there's a lot of, you can get swept up a lot, especially now with social media, but like, um, you know, cultural pressure as well uh, around what you're supposed to be doing um, at, you know, even at different stages in your life or where you're supposed to be. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, you can, you need to live your life for for yourself it's not yeah. other people um so i think holding on to that is really important yeah fantastic so gratitude um being grateful and living a life um in line with your values and you know again you've um, you you've seen the the effects of that on your own life so brilliant well Fung, thank you so much for um you know spending some time with me sharing your perspectives i'm sure you will go from strength to strength with uh, matchable we're certainly looking forward to working more with you um so this is the form guide inspiring conversations about our mental health and well-being uh, our next guest is mark malkinson cbe uh, mark is the ceo of city lit the uh, uh, adult education institution um, and uh, mark is also one of our role models on the inside out leaderboard so looking forward to having a chat with mark but Fung, thank you so much for joining us thanks so much for having me